This is a TSN 1040 hot audio clip brought to you by Universal Supply, Vancouver's largest plumbing wholesaler, where you don't have to be a plumber or a contractor to save big on all the big name brands. Of the season so far, and of course, you don't want to hang your hat on just uh, going to the box and killing penalties, obviously. Everything else has been pretty much a disaster for this team. Uh, and it's hard to, to really pinpoint why. Uh, there, there haven't been that many injuries, you know, and there's clearly veteran presence here, you know, on this team and leadership. I mean, I I know they lost Joe Pavelski, but Logan Couture was, was very ready to take over, and it's a room that's led, really, you know, by a lot of players that do and don't wear letter, letters, you know, with Joe Thornton still there, and, you know, it's it just is a head-scratcher, what's going on. They've, they've had some tough opponents and they've had a tough road schedule. That's nothing new for a West Coast-based team. It's nothing new for the Sharks in October, but they haven't had it well, and their best players are leading the way and not playing well. When you look at things, is it as simple as saying, you know, they're just not getting the goaltending right now? Because Martin Jones has just been terrible. Right. That is absolutely, you know, uh, an area of concern because it's not only has the goaltending been subpar uh, for the first 13, 14 games here. But, you know, the save percentage all last regular season wasn't good either. Yet, you know, once we flipped to the playoffs, Martin Jones found his game by game four of the first round, which was almost too late, but they, they managed to get by Vegas. And then he did put up decent numbers in the postseason. So they keep falling back on that, saying, well, Martin Jones will find his game because he always has in the past when it's mattered most. But, again, when you have, a you know, a team save percentage and 880, you know, and, and you're waiting for one one of the goalies to kind of get hot and ride it for a while and go, and that hasn't happened. Uh, you do have to kind of look at it and say, well, what's going on here? It's, you know, the game is changing. You know, goaltenders are facing more odd man rushes. They're facing more high quality, you know, chances against, and it's, it's reality of the NHL, and you need to have a better save percentage than 880 to get the job done. Rink White on TSN 1040, your home for Vancouver sports. We're talking with Ross McKeon of the San Francisco Chronicle. Ross, I wanted to ask you about a report from Kevin Kurtz of the Athletic San Jose uh, concerning the status of Eric Carlson. Rather, the reception he got from the San Jose crowd last night, apparently there were boos in the stadium, audible boos, when his name was mentioned in the starting lineup. Uh, can you maybe expand on that and what's happening right now between Carlson and the San Jose Sharks fan base? Sure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, spot on, accurate. There were some, you know, I'd say a smattering of boos. It wasn't overwhelming, but certainly you heard some. You heard some from Martin Jones as well, as at least I did, in, when he was announced too. You know, Eric Carlson is, is, is a bit of a lightning rod because he signed the eight-year deal here, and we all know what he has the potential to do. He came off of a season, you know, where he was hurt most of last year. He had flashes of, of maybe eight weeks during midseason where he showed what a dominant player he can be, but then that groin injury that required surgery in the offseason – you know, cost him in the playoffs, and he's gotten off to a very slow start. He's now a minus 12 on the year. He continues to turn the puck over in his own zone, and uh, that's really kind of been the bugaboo, I think, for this team early on, and Brent Burns has been guilty of that as well, and Mark Redward Plastic has been guilty of that. It moved Peter DeBoer yesterday morning at the morning skate to call his team soft, uh, 
I don't think there's a worse word in, in hockey, you know, you know, that you can use to talk about. And you're talking about your own team, so he's trying to get their attention. Soft around the net, soft in their own zone, soft around the opposing net. You know, he's that's a word right there that should get their attention. And you know, um, Eric Carlson has been a leader in terms of non-physical play and just maybe just not really grinding down, which, which is what they need to do. They need to get harder all over the ice. Now, saying that, they played a game last night where they were hard all over the ice and, and just made three mistakes in the defensive zone that all cost them. And and so, yeah, Eric Carlson, is the spotlight is on him right now to be the player he has been, and he needs to find his game quickly. Speaking with Ross McKeon of the San Francisco Chronicle, talking about the San Jose Sharks ahead of their matchup with the Vancouver Canucks tonight. I wanted to ask you about the fact that, look, I mean, it's a lot easier to get rid of a coach than it is Eric Carlson on an extremely lucrative NHL deal. And, I mean, at what point does he start to feel the heat? Sure, and I'm sure, I don't know that he's feeling it, but certainly that's going to be a topic of conversation, and it's already started from the outside. And, you know, it's really more noise on the outside because that's what happens these days when good teams with high expectations who have a coach that's been in the room for four, three, four years, you know, that's that's when fingers start to get pointed. But I can tell you that knowing Doug Wilson very well and the way he goes about things, it would be a surprise uh, if that kind of a move was made. Now, if, if we come back at Christmas time and look at this and they're in that kind of a position, we'd have to maybe revisit it. But would, would I suggest that right now Peter DeBoer's on, you know, a tenuous, is he walking the plank? I would say no. Uh, he does have that team prepared. He, you know, he, he does provide, and, and, and along with the coaching staff, plenty of support and communication. There's there's nothing really wrong there. This is on the players right now, and I understand what what often happens, you know, in the situation. But I would think that's premature, and I don't think it's the kind of move Doug Wilson would make any time within the next month. When you look at the roster and you look at the cap situation for the Sharks, like there are a lot of questionable contracts on this team right now. I know that window has been open for the Sharks for a few years now, but it's sort of slowly creeping to close. Um, when you look at the future of the team, I mean, wow, what, how are they going to be able to stick handle when you've got contracts like Carlson's, Burns, Vlasic, all with you know five-plus years left on them, and they're all well into their 30s, except for Carlson, who's 29 right now. Correct. Yeah, and that is the big question, and that's the gamble they're taking. They they probably think that those contracts are going to still look good. You know, we're going to have another CBA, you know, and then those most of those contracts are going past the next CBA. Um, but still, it's about the player, and can he still perform? You know, and, and can you still contend with those players? And it's all those guys you mentioned, and also um, you know, Kane is in that group, and uh, so is Jones. So, you know, everybody I say I would say that has a long-term deal right now, except for Kane, is underperforming, and that that's a huge problem. Now, their history is they're better players than what they're showing right now, so you have to put some trust in it and, and, you know, give them a little bit of time, still a little bit more rope. I think they've earned that equity to prove themselves. Or, you know, we're talking about Brent Burns. We're talking about Eric Carlson, you know, guys that have proven in the past, Mark Edward Vlasic. It's really hard to put those kind of names together on the same blue line, get them under a salary cap, you know, and if they're, 
the players that they've been in the past, that's going to be a great attack and a difficult challenge for opponents to try to neutralize. But they aren't playing anywhere near their capabilities now. I think you have to give them a little more time, but you're right. Um, if, it, if it doesn't turn around, they're handcuffed with those players. And they need the younger guys that are you know, the San Jose Barracuda. And they have a number of prospects they like, but none of them are ready to grab you know, a job this uh, fall like they thought, except for Mario Ferraro on, on the blue line. And they really needed guys on up front to grab jobs. So that's where they're stuck right now. They need those guys to develop and, and a couple of them bubble up, you know, and they need their better players that are signed to long-term deals to play well. Rink White on TSN 1040. We're talking with Ross McKinn of the San Francisco Chronicle. And one thing I wanted to ask you about then is how much pressure does Doug Wilson start to feel? Because you look at a contending team in this offseason that lost their captain, that lost some significant pieces throughout their lineup that they failed to replace. And perhaps we're looking at the result of that. I mean, you take a team last year that led the team in puck possession, according to five-on-five shot share. This year, they're barely at the middle way uh, mark of the group. So, I mean, how much of the responsibility for their struggles lands right at Doug Wilson's feet? Oh, absolutely. Probably a hundred percent. You know, I mean, it's, it's on the players to, to perform, you know, and he's, he's put a roster together, uh, you know, that, that looks good on paper. Right. And, and it's just the players are not performing at all. Now, what can he do going forward? I mean, this is not the time of the year where you see a lot of deals anyhow, but later on when you do get close to that window where deals can be made, he doesn't have, you know, high draft picks. The, the, the first round pick for this upcoming draft is, is not available. They don't have a lot to deal, you know, and if you don't have uh, players that other teams want, that, that handcuffs you as well. So what do you do? You probably have to ride it out a bit and just, again, you have to hope and trust in your development of your prospects and your players to bubble up. But, uh, you know, he's Doug's made a number of huge trades in the past. He's acquired Brent Burns. He's acquired Joe Thornton years and years and years ago, of course. You know, you know, there's a lot of good deals he's made, but now it seems like he needs to make the acquisitions, deals, or develop prospects to supply the depth in the organization to make this whole thing work. Because they have the high-end players that need, that need to play a lot better than they're playing, but and if they do, they're going to need the depth players to make the whole thing come together. Uh, Ross, last one here. Uh, what are you hearing about the Canucks uh, from your end? Of course, you know, they're surprising a lot of people in this town right now on a pretty hot run at the moment. Uh, what are you hearing about the Canucks as they come into the Shark Tank tonight? Same thing. You know, uh, personally, I, in my um, preseason predictions, I said this would be a, a Vancouver team that would surprise and hang around to the very end. You know, they may get in, they may not, we don't know, but this is, to me, I'm not surprised what they're doing. You know, that's that's a very nice young roster that needs to learn, obviously, and go through everything. And right now, October, November hockey is far different from springtime hockey, and, and it will get tougher, and they need to stay healthy, and they need to continue to meet the challenge. But, you know, that so far, so good, clearly, and they're a team that's, uh, you know, there, there's teams that are jumping up in this division. And, you know, you see it in Arizona, you see it in Edmonton, 
and Vancouver and Anaheim, for some reason, is kind of hanging in there, too. This is what happens in hockey these days. Teams don't stay too down for too long, and if they have good players filling in, and they get a little experience, and they get some confidence, and get on a roll, that's exactly what can happen. It'll, it'll be a challenge as each month passes for the Canucks, because this is all new, but this is the way it goes, and this is, this is what Calgary did last year. They take a jump, and, uh, you know, I'm not particularly surprised, and they're, they're fun to watch, and so this ought to be, the, you know, an interesting game tonight. Both teams are coming off of having played the night before, so that's all equal, and Canucks obviously had to do a little travel, but uh, this ought to be an interesting game tonight because of that. Yeah, absolutely. You take a look at the Pacific Division right now, too. Oilers on top, Canucks second, and then you look at the bottom with the Sharks uh, second last in the division. Golden Knights haven't gotten going yet. Flames are still sort of scuffling a bit, so going to be interesting to see how this all plays out, but uh, tonight uh, should be a good one between the Canucks and the Sharks as they wrap up uh, the Canucks wrap up their road trip in the Bay area. Ross, thanks for joining us today. You bet. Anytime, guys. Ross McKeon from the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, NHL.com. Like I said, J.D., this division's almost been flipped upside down right now in terms of uh, who's on top and who's on the bottom. I know the Kings are are, are the, the worst team in the division, and that's where they were last year as well. Just a but, team uh, like that. Just a team like that. Well, a team like that is in second place right now yeah. in the division. But again, like I said, you know, Golden Knights only have 17 points in their first 14 games. The Flames, 16 points. Uh, you know, they have a, a, a minus goal differential right now. I mean, look at the Canucks. I know they feasted on some lesser competition with the plus 16 and the goal differential right now, but these are all positives for the Canucks as they head into this. I think a pretty pivotal game right now at this point of the year because, you know, you want to wrap up the road trip at least getting some points uh, as you head on to a tough stretch of games that are coming up. Well, it's a benchmark game. Yeah. Can you handle a few injuries to, yeah. to key players? Can you handle a team that's going to be pissed off after yeah. significantly outshooting the opposition yesterday and, and coming out on the losing end of that game? Yeah. Can you keep up with the team that went to the Western Conference Finals last season. Yep. It's all those things and more, and I think it's one of those situations where it's only November, but look, let's let's not kid ourselves. It's still a four-point game. This is a divisional po- opponent and one that is supposed to profile at the top of the division, not the bottom. So, I think this is a pretty meaningful contest, too. I think it's a it's the only way to really bookend this road trip as a positive, is with a convincing win in the Shark Tank. We got the manifesto coming up next. What uh, What's the topic this week? Tyler Myers. Alright, on rink-wide. Keep it locked right here at TSN 1040. You made iHeartRadio Canada's number one app for radio and podcasts. Now, your free music app is adding artist radio. Type in your favorite artist in the search bar and instantly create a radio station of your favorite artist and their peers. Don't like a song? Skip it. There's an artist radio station for whatever mood or occasion. Download the iHeartRadio app free and access over 1,000 radio stations, the biggest podcast library on the planet. And now, you get to create your own music feed with artist radio. More information on iHeartRadio. 